Thank you, Bella. Appreciate it. As always, welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, we're going to do an interview. Not really, for those of you that have been around a while or just started. And I'm going back to all the previous awesome episodes. Back to April 27 of 2020, I did a what I call an interview with Kelly O'Hara. She had put a long article in uh, theplayerstribune.com about her experience uh, as a youth soccer player and her obstacles and so forth. And I kind of use that to do kind of like an interview on the podcast. So the other day in the Facebook group, one of our longtime members, Gerald, who's always been very, very supportive, kind of brought that up again and asked about that in terms of what another player had just recently uh, written, a young lady, Ada Heigerberg. I think I pronounced her last name correctly. Not completely sure. She is from Norway, one of the, if not the best strikers in the world. A lot of people don't know who she is for two reasons. One, she's not played for her national team for the past five years because of some um, disagreements, shall we say, she's had with the the governing um, association there. She just recently, within the past week or so, actually has agreed to come back and will be playing in Norway's next World Cup qualification matches. And professionally, she plays for Lyon, so she's not playing over here. Not a lot of people know who she is. She's still only 26 years old. She has, the believe, the single-season record for goals in a Champions League season with 15. Just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal player, phenomenal goal scorer. So I want to read a little bit of what she actually wrote. You can, I think you can check it out at theplayerstribune.com forward slash Europe. And just because this really resonated with me, this is the type of message that I try and get out to the players. So I wanted to... Uh, to bring it up and kind of give you an opportunity to hear this. And this is from her article. The one thing I would say to any girl who is reading this right now is this. You can't lose your fire. You can't let anybody take your fire away from you. If you have big dreams, the fire is the only thing that will get you there. Talent alone will not do it. Patience will not do it. You're going to be tested and pushed to the limits of what you can take. You're going to have to work just as hard as the men to get to the top of the sport, of your sport, but for a lot less money. Side note from me, that means it's all about the love of the game, right? Back to her. You're going to cry. You're going to throw up. Boy, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Okay, back to Ada. You're going to ache. I remember when I finally had the chance to go play abroad in eastern Germany with uh, Turbine Potsdam. I was so naive. I was 17 and still trying to finish my high school work on the side. We would train three times per day. We would train in the freezing rain, in the snow. It didn't matter. It was absolutely brutal. They would push us to the breaking point. But every single player showed up on time and gave 100% every single day. No excuses. No complaints. No one could afford to complain. I would come home at night and I was so sore and exhausted that I would pass out on my bed at 7 o'clock with my homework scattered everywhere. These are the moments that nobody sees, but you can't lose the fire. For those of you, when I interjected there and said that sounds familiar, go check out, a, oh, I don't have the date ahead of me, but go check out of a podcast I did a long time ago. I think it's... um. 
a letter to a youth soccer player or something like that, where I talk about very similar uh, ideas and, and themes as this. And it just, it really hit me as to what it takes to be a great player. And especially when she started talking about showing up all the time and showing up on time and always giving a hundred percent. And I just think, and I realized that this is a different audience. This is an audience that may know very well who Ada is. This is an audience of parents who have players and players themselves who do show up, who do put in the work, who do do it away from practice. But I also know there are challenges to that. And sometimes you need to hear this too. We all get off. We all get off the track. We all sometimes need to be pushed. But that, that idea of showing up all the time and showing up, on time and always given a hundred percent. I think that's a problem that we have, not just in youth soccer, which is obviously is where my focus, but I think it is in the, the culture in general. And I think it's, it's a big, big problem. Uh, look, I'm not going to mention any teams, team, uh, names, but I've had so many players over the years who could never get to a home game on time. They live five minutes away. They've made the drive so many times they could have it down to within five or six seconds, depending on a light they might make or not, of when it, they're going to get there. And they still could never, ever get there on time. That's not going to get you anywhere near the top of the sport, even if the top of the sport to you is how good you want to be during your high school years. Right. Maybe you want to just you want to compete for a, a state title. You want to make the, um, you know, all county all state, whatever, whatever it is. And you don't have desires for college or, uh, or pro, but to me, it all comes back to, if you're going to play, if you have a passion for a sport, you always, you have to give it your all, just be the best player you can possibly be, no matter what that ends up being. Okay. And I think a lot of that is missing, which is one of the reasons I wanted to read this part, uh, from Ada, because I just think it, it really resonates with such a great message for youth players today. And it's also the type of message, uh, because I think a lot of times we, we get sidetracked by looking at the very few really bad examples of, you know, parents pushing players too much and the yelling and the screaming and, and all that. And, and, and we go, so we go the other direction of, wow, we don't want to, we don't want to push them at all. We don't want to make them hate it. We don't want to, so we don't want to ask them to ever train on their own and this and that. We, Look, these are also life lessons. These are the lessons that are going to help you as a player become very successful in life. You're going to need the same these same lessons, these, these same things that you internalize as part of who you are, you're going to need in life away from the pitch. And you're going to spend a lot more time there, right? So these are great lessons for your soccer now, but you're also going to take with you after your soccer career is over. Um, and hopefully you have such a great experience that you're going to stay involved in soccer and you're going to give this to the next generation, which not to digress from this, but since we have a little bit of, of time, because obviously I wasn't something to take a long time, but I wanted to get out there. I just saw this um, really fascinating because I was thinking about Ada and her being one of the best strikers in the world, um, if not maybe number one. And I say that as a huge Sam Kerr fan. But what I found interesting then, and I, I really I don't, I don't think I saw Ada on here uh, much either. Maybe it's such an international uh, focus, but the Guardian back in December of 2021 put out, you know, their top 100 uh, female uh, footballers. And so, of course, you think it's going to have a little bit of bias against the U.S., right? But let me tell you something. This We're transitioning to the next generation in, in the U.S., and that's a lot of you that, that are listening. And I've stated time and time and time again, 
the rest of the world's just getting started. Okay. We are rapidly losing that first mover advantage that we've had. So we have to make a lot of changes with our youth players now in order for the U.S. to stay at the top and be because what I think is going to happen as the women's game develops, you're going to end up like the men's side where you're going to have these four, five, six countries that are winning all the World Cups that are always the ones that are going to win the win the titles, right? Your Germany's, your Brazil's, your, you know, Spain and, and Italy and um, maybe, our, you know, Argentina. I mean, I think only eight, eight countries have won a World Cup on the men's side and six of them have repeated. Okay, and that's where we want to stay. It's it's in it's crazy to think that the women are always going to be dominant and always the favorites, but we want to be able to stay in the top four or five or six. And anyway, I know I'm digressing, and this isn't really all about completely about you soccer, but I thought this fascinating. The Guardian's list. I'm scrolling through it, and one because we we wanted it to be the premier women's professional league, right? The NWSL. So I'm going through. The NWSL does not have a player in the list until number 18, who is also not an American, and she's not going to be playing much longer, and that is Christine Sinclair, number 18 on the list. The first American doesn't show up until number 20. Now, don't get me wrong. I I don't agree with this list in general, but I just want you to, to think about that for a second, that Obviously, they they feel they can justify this by putting it out there, right? Uh, you've got you know you've got these are all players that are playing pro in Europe now. Your Barcelona, Barcelona, Chelsea, you know these are the clubs that are PSG, Lyon. These are the clubs that are um, represented. We don't have an NWSL player till eighteen. There's no American player till twenty, which is uh, Sam Mewis. And then I don't, we don't have another American player I think until thirty, which is Rose Lavelle, and which now. Granted, that's nonsense. Rose Lavelle's top five. Rose Lavelle health, healthy is top five. They do have Dabini at 27 is one of my favorite players. But uh, Rose Lavelle is top five. And then number 35, Lindsey Horan. Okay, so think about that for a second. Because even from someone like The Guardian, probably eight, ten years ago, the top 20 would probably have, you know, 14 or 15 American players. And they'll probably all be from the NWSL. So my point being, things are changing rapidly on the women's side, right? Changing rapidly on the women's side. And we need to stay ahead of that curve, which means we, all the mistakes we're making with the men's game, we're making with the women too. It's just the, the women have an advantage in the U.S. over the rest, rest of the world. And so we have to make those changes in terms of how we develop players. So my point being to all the young girls listening, you are the ones. They're going to keep the U.S. on top. You are the ones that's going to change. That are going to go back and change a list like this, so the majority of the top players play for the U.S. Women's National Team. Okay, so that's all up to you. All up to you. I am going to leave it there. Um, I really just wanted to, to do that thing with Ada. I thought it was so important. I think it's something you should probably listen to a few times. You know, get, get things like that. Things that resonate with you. Things that motivate you and don't just read it once or listen to it once and then be done with it. Have it as something you can go back to. Look, if that five-minute confidence podcast I did way back is something that resonated with you, that got you motivated when you did it, 
do that every time you're not feeling that that motivation. You know, make it something you do every week or every two weeks or even once a month because motivational stuff, that's how it works. Motivation is is temporary. You need that fire. You need that drive inside you. But we all need to be motivated at times. And it is something that's temporary because something motivational gets you all pumped up and ready to go. You're going to go train. You're going to go play. But then, you know, it kind of dies down and dissipates after a little while. And you need another you need another fix, right? Parents will tell you about that. The, your parents that drink uh, their coffee in the morning, they need their coffee fix, right? You need your motivational fix from time to time, whether you're, you know, a young soccer player or an adult and um, their job, same type of thing. But I'm just babbling now. It happens from time to time. I've been known to do that. So I'm going to leave it there. Once again, I appreciate everyone for listening, for passing it along to others, for spreading the word. I think I saw the other day um, on specifically on Apple Podcasts. I think there are now 38 ratings for the podcast, all five star. So I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, how good that feels because uh, it may not always be the best podcast, but I put a lot of passion into them. So once again, thank you for listening. I'm going to leave it there, and uh, I will talk to you later. Oh, but please, if you want to lock, unlock your act, uh, athletic potential, increase your speed, agility, quickness, explosiveness, all that awesome stuff that you need to go along with your technical skills, please check out impactsoccerperformance.com, and I will talk to you later.